to Food Freedom Radio, where we plan to nourish the seeds of change. I'm Laura Hedlund, a student of permaculture, a person who knows cheap food is not cheap, and a person excited about an event today at Seward Co-op, the 18th Annual CSA Fair. And in studio to talk with us is Abby Rokoszewski with Seward Community Co-op and Richie Mann with Sitka Salmon Shares. Welcome to Food Freedom Radio. Thanks, Laura. Great to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Fantastic. What a fun conversation. So tell us what's going on. Uh, the show's airing on Saturday. What's going on today? Wonderful. Well, here at the Seward Co-op Creamery Cafe, that's at 2601 East Franklin Avenue, we've got a huge tent in the parking lot, and we've got uh, about 23 farmers and fishers um, visiting us. Um, it's the 18th Annual CSA Fair, and that stands for Community Supported Agriculture. So it's, it's an event where... Anyone can come and meet face-to-face with your farmer and fisher and explore options to buy into a CSA share. And there'll be lots of other events coming up, too. Right, and so you've added this word, and fisher. So there's a uh, emerging, a new type of CSA in the Twin Cities. Yeah, it's this really exciting moment for uh, for people that are looking for a better source of seafood. And that's what Sika Salmon Shares is all about. You know, we're, we're based in the Midwest, and <clears throat> we have this incredible... Um, Alliance, uh, these fishermen owners of our company, and there's about 25 of them in Sitka, Alaska. And in a nutshell, we can probably get into it a little bit later, but they take our, their fish and then we bring it down to the Midwest to people that can't get access to good fish. And so it is this new movement of, you know, the Know Your Farmer movement, which is really, I think, a staple in the Midwest, is now shifting and evolving and growing into a Know Your Fisherman. And why not? Well, and this is so important. I mean, the industrial system, and I mean, we know this, but the industrial system is is a driver of climate change. It's, yeah. it's killing our soil. It's pesticide use. Um, so we need to be able to compete with that industrial system and this knowing each other. Yes, that's what it's about, mm-hmm. right? That connection. We were talking yeah. about that earlier, just that, that human connection making you feel like, oh, everything is okay. Like, <laughs> we're going to be okay, everybody. Like, just say hi to your neighbor and your farmer and your fisherman and it'll yeah. pan out. I like that. Uh, it yeah. will pan out. Um, uh, for some reason, that seems like a fish pun. You probably didn't mean it, I don't it, know. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I got a couple. Uh, we'll pull them out. Yeah. So, Abby, tell us the, the timing and what's going on today at Seward Co-op. Yeah. And- so the event is from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can come and go anytime within within that frame. The um, the farmers and fishers will be under the tent this entire time. Uh, we also have uh, farmer talks happening once per hour at 11.30, 12.30, and 1.30 p.m. And those will be under the tent, too. We've got a, a really great lineup. And, again, just a chance to deepen your understanding of what actually goes into producing and growing and harvesting the food that we're eating. And we get to explore a little bit more some of the, the benefits of, of working directly with with your farmer, fisher, and and also some of the obstacles that these folks are facing as well. And so just a, a greater chance for us to, as a community, to support our local food system. Right. So this is FaceTime with your farmer. Exactly. So all day, 11 to 2, you can come. It, I, we think of it as a chance to shop around. So a lot of these CSAs, it, it might be um, where you sign up in advance. You, you pay um, your farmer or fisher in advance, and you get every week a box of vegetables or there are meat CSAs for beef or pork or lamb, um, eggs. I think there's some flour CSAs. And then, of course, Ooh. Richie's telling us about our newest option for, the seafood for fish CSA. as well. So, so I have a question. I'm going to start. So, Abby, aren't you promoting your competitors? Or is, is not Seward Community Co-op just like promoting, hey, I know you could buy this stuff from us, but here's all the other people you could buy it from. I mean, that, how does this make sense? That is actually true. And it's funny because, yeah, in, in a way, you know, when when folks are buying CSAs and, you know, we're hosting it at the Seward Co-op, it means that um, these community members are maybe buying less from the co-op. So that it is maybe uh, if we were a for-profit business only, that might be a conflict of interest. But I, I like to come back, and we were just talking about the cooperative identity earlier, but mm-hmm. as a co-op, we are Seward Community Co-op, we exist to meet the needs of our community. And so our mission, our vision, we call it our end statement, is related to sustaining a healthy community. And so that goes so far beyond just sales or making a profit. So we are 
this ends implores us to support the local food system that is going to sustain our entire community. So that's why we host this event. Um, we also see it in a lot of ways as it's kind of like an activation point or an incubator for other farmers and producers that could eventually sell at the stores. And in fact, I think at this at the fair today, six of the farmers who are under the tent do sell also at the Seward Co-op. Good, good. Yeah, and it's it's that storytelling kind of as a currency almost. This is kind of how we oh. Sick Salmon Shirts looks at it. That yeah, the, you know, yeah, on on the paper on the surface, that there's maybe some competition or some conflict of interest, but at the end of the day, like you're saying, it's an incubator. It's 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 raising awareness. It's telling stories about and connecting that story between the producer and the consumer, which is in dire need of being told. And so. It's worth it in the end, for sure, to have as many people telling good stories about good food and how to access it as possible. And that's 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 where sick of sandwich shows. That's where we kind of hang our hat is in this ability to to connect. Um, you know, I, I, our president Nick Mink made it a, a, a great analogy. It's a it's a salmon pipeline. It's a fish pipeline. A good <laughs> pipeline from Alaska to the Midwest. And that's and that pipeline is not just the product. It's the it's the story and the message back to our families that are fishing for us in Alaska, and to the families that are eating that fish on the table. Mm-hmm. You know, that's valuable. Right. And I'm, 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 in, sometimes kids get this message of what the <clears throat> real world's going to be like. Right. The real world is like, oh, it's going to be really icky. This is you know now you got to learn what the real world's like. It's like no. The real world is water and soil it's and scary. love. It's not scary. Mm-hmm. It's not scary. It's no. not scary. As long as we can find mm-hmm. that community connection. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about, you know, we're really as this community of folks who are supporting a local food system and a local economy and a community-based system, we're up against a lot because, yeah, the larger, you know, corporate industrial, agriculture, industrial fishery system, there's there's a lot of power that that system currently has you know in our in our nation in our world and and so we've got to be on the same team here right because we're we're all doing our part in different ways to to envision and create the the system that we really want to see right and one of the news stories out uh, this week i meant to get the exact details but people can check it Mm -hmm. there was a a scientific study found it was looking at the epigenetics of roundup and that Mm. it actually might last um two or three generations so if one person's if i'm exposed to roundup it's it's in my eggs and then my children's eggs and their eggs so i mean this Mm. chemical industrial approach to farming, which what is the you know eighty ninety percent of the food mm-hmm. consumed in the United States comes from that industrial system, mm-hmm. and the costs are so high. Yeah. You know, it's not a profitable system mm-hmm. for anyone. Yeah. Right. It's that short term view of things. Get the for instance, get the weeds out, get them out now, as opposed to can we just bend over and pull them out? Like yeah. just take a little extra time in your day uh, and and do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Now I like you mentioned that in your in your intro that that cheap food is not cheap and that's that is something it's a delicate conversation too because the way the system is set up right now poverty is the biggest issue and it is true that many people actually cannot afford to buy some of the food that we you know wh- whether it's the the right. s- sustainable fisheries or local foods, the system's not set up to support folks in being able to afford the kind of food that's actually going to sustain our world and sustain our bodies. And also, it is so important for us to continue to talk about and share the story that this quote unquote cheap food has these much bigger costs that are not currently accounted for well, just in the price tag. Right? There's so much tragedy around that because um, what mother doesn't want to feed their child healthy yes. food? And it's yes. like, well, I can't do that for my child. I only mm-hmm. have $10 left, mm-hmm. you know? And I know Seward Co-op, you have um, recipes for under $10 and, yeah, and you do a lot of training on how to help people cook because you can actually, I, I, it's a myth that it's too expensive to mm-hmm. get the co-op because, I mean, if you learn how to cook with lentils and grains, and granted, that's kind of a stretch, but once you do it a couple times, it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, there are ways, and we we try to do our part. We, you're re- referencing it's our Nourish program for those who are interested. Um, we This includes a needs-based ownership option. So it's rather than the $75 ownership share, it's only $15 to become a lifetime owner of the Seward Co-op. If you um, have any 
federal or state um, subsidy program, whether you're on SNAP or WIC or federal housing assistance, or even a, we have an option for a right in need. So it's a needs-based option. If you, when, once you qualify for that option, you get also a needs-based discount, which is 10% off anytime and every time you shop at the store. Um, and then, yes, there are free cooking classes, um, a list of different staple foods to kind of help guide the shopping experience towards more affordable options um, and different cooking demos and recipes, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, if we could go back, like the system we're referring to, right? This this industrial system that it makes it unaffordable. It's mm-hmm. seemingly unaffordable to yeah. eat good food and whatever that means. You know, we all think we all know what that means, but <clears throat> it's it's that idea of you know we're not able to patch that system anymore. It's about reforming and changing and making a different system. And within the fish system, mm-hmm. you know, it is it's so expensive for lots of reasons. One of the main reasons is that we have this very complicated supply chain that has nine sometimes. 12 steps in it and some of those steps are you know it being shipped overseas and then being processed and frozen again and then shipped back and there's fish brokers and there's all these middlemen that are involved and that all has a price tag attached to it and so what sick salmon shares does and other csfs around the nation which are incredible these small boat fishermen is that you just eliminate it you take and make it four steps fishermen boat processing plant person mm. and it's just simple and it's affordable then and you just take out all those extra prices and it's not hard it's just the way it used to be you know got to go back right and you're listening right now to food freedom radio we're talking about community supported agriculture in studio with us is abby rogacheski from seward community co-op and richard mann from Sitka salmon shares uh, am 950 food freedom radio At Mother Earth Gardens, we've been selling heirloom and open-pollinated plants for your backyard homestead since 1994. We research our products, and we handpick every pot, trellis, and gift. So if you love 50-plus varieties of tomatoes, native planting for pollinators, and a shocking variety of annuals and perennials, make the journey to one of our two locations, South Minneapolis across from the Riverview Theater and Northeast at Stinson and Lowry. Small footprint, surprising selection. MotherEarthGarden.com Supporting the best local and independently owned restaurants in the Twin Cities has never been easier. You'll find an expansive list of local dining options at eatlocalminnesota.com. From classic American comfort food to authentic flavors from around the world. Experience cozy fireside dining at the Downtowner Woodfire Grill in St. Paul, specializing in fresh seafood, fire-roasted meats, and pizzas all cooked over an oak-burning fire, and salads and sandwiches, too. Join them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week, located at 253 West 7th Street with plenty of free parking, or online at downtownerwoodfire.com. Burger Moe's is the perfect neighborhood gathering spot before and after Excel Center events or anytime. Offering 20 fresh, never frozen burger varieties, more than 60 beers on tap, and happy hours twice daily. Burger Moe's is located at 242 West 7th Street in St. Paul with plenty of free parking and online at burgermoes.com. Hi, this is Paul Metz inviting you to a great new episode on the Wall of Power Radio Hour this week. And we feature author Sally Mann Romano. Her book, The Bands With Me, talks about her time with Frank Zappa, Grace Slick, The Grateful Dead, The New Riders of the Purple Sage, The Jefferson Airplane, and more. Here's Sally. There wasn't a band you can name from the 60s that you couldn't see at the trip or the whiskey. Just just walk into the front door. I mean, it was just the first day I was in Hollywood. I walked into the trip and met the birds. Saturday at 6 p.m. and Sunday at 4 p.m. Hi, this is Charlie. Dad, are you sure you want me to say this next line? It will help me get appeal with the kiddos in your generation. If you're sure. My father is the home slice who's keeping it dope fresh, Matt McNeil. Word, G. Sure thing, Dad. When I buy my first vehicle, I'm heading to Rudy Luther Toyota. I love my Sienna, and that quality is featured in every one of their vehicles. Rudy Luther Toyota has an incredible selection of new vehicles and is the seventh largest Toyota certified pre-owned dealer in the country. Rudy Luther Toyota, 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. I'm Richard R.J. Escal, and this week on the Zero Hour, is climate change your fault? Are focus groups running our lives? What's going on in Paris? And why are paralyzed veterans, among others, depending on Social Security? All this and more on the Zero Hour every Sunday night from 9 till midnight on AM 950, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota.
Food Freedom Radio, where we plant and nourish the seeds of change. I'm Laura Hedlund, and we're talking about the um, CSA Community Fair today, Saturday, um, at Seward Co-op. Um, right. And then uh, no reservations required. Just show nope. up. Come on down. We're, we're, you'll see the big white tent at the Seward Co-op Creamery Cafe, 2601 East Franklin. Um, we'll be there 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. We've got over 20 farmers and fishers under the tent, a chance to meet face-to-face with the people who are growing and harvesting your food, shop around for a CSA that's right for you, and also a chance to really learn more about the about what goes into growing your food. We're going to have farmer talks at 11.30, 12.30, and 1.30 to go a little bit more in-depth on some of the the benefits and the obstacles and yeah. challenges. And Right. And so let's talk. So the first farmer talk is Emily with Shared Ground Farmers Cooperative. That's so right. Tell yeah. us about so that So I know that will be at 11.30. And we've got, um, she's going to be talking a little bit about, she's from Whetstone Farm and also one of um, representing Shared Ground Farmers Cooperative which is a cooperative of, of a number of different farmers. Um, and she'll be talking a little bit more about the benefits and challenges of the cooperative model in particular. Um, and then there's also a chance they'll be under the tent as well, a shared ground farmers co-op. They have a CSA that you can look at and purchase as well. And then at 12.30, we've got Naima Dorr coming. She's a Somali-American farmer. Um, she has... Um, got I know I had a great conversation with her and we were getting started and she got her start through the um, Minnesota Food Association oh, um, farming program and she's going to talk a little bit more about um, especially the the experience of immigrant farmers in particular in Minnesota and some of the the challenges that our immigrant farmers face. You don't want to miss that one. She's she's got a really amazing story. That that does sound like an amazing mm-hmm. story. <laughs> and then the other person at one thirty also has amazing yes, story. Yes, Reginaldo Haslip Marroquin, um, and Rehi is going to talk more about regenerative agriculture and and the, this concept. I'm really excited to hear him share more about this concept of decolonizing agriculture. Ooh, so that's going to be that. a really interesting Absolutely. conversation. He's an extremely dynamic speaker, oh, too. He's been on the show several mm-hmm. times, and he um, he has a book out called uh, In Search of Green Man. That's right, yes. So I've, I've read that and absolutely mm-hmm. adore it. So it, it is the decolonizing our agriculture. And the mm-hmm. other thing he does is tree range. Yes, yep. And they're, um, some of their products are at Seward Co-op, the Tree Range Chickens, and also um, he's also helped um, and been associated with Main Street Project, which is connected to the Tree Range brand, but there, the Main Street Project CSA will also be under the tent, um, and that is a chicken CSA that is part of their training program. And so the, for people who don't know, because it is so cool. <laughs> so, okay, so you plant hazelnuts, and then the the burr, the chickens, can hide under the hazelnuts, which th- that's their natural behavior, because right. someone had explained to me that even the free-range chickens, they can be kind of stressed, because chickens mm. are, they're biologically programmed to sort of have trees to hide under mm-hmm. so if they're in the open it, it's not really that great oh, of a party right. for them mm-hmm. so they're they're happier when they can hide under the hazelnuts not only are they happier but the hazelnuts are happier mm. and so um, unfortunately I don't remember his name right now but he's documenting how much more productive the hazelnuts are when the chickens are um, near the hazelnuts oh, you know doing their natural duties right around the mm-hmm. hazelnuts so it's this really beautiful and regenerative way of mm-hmm. feeding ourselves without using this chemical approach. So we hear from other people, we have to do this industrial thing or we're all going to die. Yeah. It's like, no, the, the, the chickens will figure it out with yeah. the so just yeah. follow their lead. Yeah. And it, it's so important to know this too, that, you know, for those that say, oh, it can't be done or we need to feed the world and here's how we do it. There are other models out there and Rehi's model that he's developing is such a great example of something that can be replicated. And I think about Richie with Sitka too, that this is, this is a, these are alternative models that we need to um, really um, amplify and make sure that people yeah. know about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's true. You know, this, this idea of fishing is not foreign to anybody. We know we've been fishing for a long, 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 long time. And you can, you know, the, so small boat fishermen in Alaska are, are 
the biggest struggle is that they don't get the market price for their fish that they deserve. It goes into big, you know, big tenders, which are these big gathering boats on the ocean, and then that fish is then brought to a larger industrial processing plant, and then they're given tiny fraction of what they actually deserve for their for their fish. And and being a small boat fisherman, and understanding that not you know anybody can do it. It's definitely a hard life, and it's there's all these you know things around it. But if you can. If you can dedicate yourself to this model and know that you can sustain your family with it, you know, our fishermen get 15 to 25 percent more, a higher market value price for their fish just by being owners of our company. And so bringing that into market and then our own processing plant, which we own, you know, and so there's, it's just this connection that you have that you feel good about as a fisherman, you feel good about as a, as a consumer. And it's, yeah, like I said, it's, it's not, it's not. Complicated, <laughs> it's not. So, but let's slow down a little bit, Richard. How does it, uh, Richie? How does it work if you want to buy a fish CSA? Yeah. Um, so it's uh, again not complicated. It's pretty simple. So it, it works like a CSA. It's a CSF, and uh, we have right now about five thousand uh, CSF members throughout the Midwest. Um, we do ship nationwide and uh, with no extra cost. And so, what you do as a potential or interested CSF member is you go to our website and um, you have a, a selection of about four different shares at any one time that you can enroll in, and those prices uh, vary from eighty nine dollars a month. Um, for like our what we call our seafood or fall sampler, all the way up to 129 dollars a month for a little premium longer longer share, and because we fish seasonally, you know our, our deliveries are um, they start in April, they end in December, and so within that eight or nine month frame there you can choose a four month or six month or seven month depending and we fish seasonally so each month you're getting a different variety of fish which is to me the the most exciting part of it because you get abby you're saying you had some coho last night from us Mm -hmm. it was delicious (laughs) (laughs) it really is incredible and you can get some um some exposure to some stuff you normally wouldn't get like rockfish or lingcod black bass halibut you know so it's not just salmon that's a that's a kind of a a misconception we are called sick of salmon but we do all the fish. We do crab. We do spot prawns. And so you kind of just choose what you think makes sense for your lifestyle, your family, and then um, you enroll in that. So you can pay all up front or you do monthly, month to month, depends on what you want to do. And then from from there, um, we uh, send you it to your house. We, we either oh. home deliver it um, with our salmon support team or delivery team, or if you're slightly outside of our range, um, our what we call our good food hub, which we have in Madison and Chicago and in Galesburg and soon in Minneapolis-St. Paul over the next year or so, then we deliver it or we'll drop ship it to you. And so once a month, you get a 5 or 10 or 15-pound box of um, portioned out, blast frozen, um, sashimi-grade fish. And you open it up and you plug it in. And we have recipes that go with it. We worked with some amazing professional chefs that design some recipes that make it really easy not like you're not going to be intimidated when you see a rockfish mm-hmm. you're like what do i do with this just <laughs> and, read the and so if you have got a couple of questions about how does this all work you can just show up today saturday show up and, we'll talk and talk it. to you um face to face about you know what's this like and what does it mean yep. and have yep. all you your can questions. try some of the fish too absolutely i was generous enough to donate fish to the cafe so we could do fish specials so we've got in the um we've got a um smoke salmon benedict on special as well as fish tacos and those i think you can take um to go in a little boat so you can walk around and talk to the the farmers too while you enjoy your fish tacos yeah absolutely (laughs) oh this is fun so so you're listening to food freedom radio and we're talking about um seward community co-ops um csa fair which is today saturday from 11 to 2 and then after 2 there's even some other happy hour stuff going on so we're gonna get back to that um after break Get 50 bucks for your trade-in regardless of condition when you buy new appliances from Warner Stellion. Minnesota's appliance specialists beat the competition once again with guaranteed sale prices, trusted fast free local delivery, and now for a limited time, 50 bucks for every appliance you replace with a qualifying model. Replace your tired, inefficient appliances and get $50 trade-in rebates. The more you replace, the more you save. For a very limited time, exclusively from Minnesota's own original appliance specialist, Warner Stellion. Total Dog Company has a great rewards program. It's called the Frequent Barker Card. You earn punches on the card based on the amount you spend, one punch for every $10. After you get 12 punches, you can redeem the card for $10 off a purchase. Everything we sell qualifies, so you get points and use points on things you really want. 
The Frequent Barker Program at Total Dog Company in New Hope, right off of 169 at 9432 36th Avenue North and at TotalDogCompany.com. I'm Connie Burek, co-host of Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. Join Michelle Kitzmiller and I as we focus on all aspects of health, wellness, spirituality, and growth from a mind, body, spirit, emotion perspective. On the Awakened Living Radio Show, we will discuss stress, self-care, fear, happiness, beliefs, communication, joy, pain, trauma, and more. Join us for the Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show, Saturdays at 10 a.m. Let us share with you ways to infuse vitality into life. Seward Co-op, serving the community for nearly 45 years, invites you to shop their two convenient locations, both offering the strong commitment to local producers and healthy foods you've come to expect. Seward focuses on locally grown and raised products, fair trade, and environmental sustainability. Shop their selection of meats, artisan cheeses, and house-made baked goods. Find Seward at 2823 East Franklin Avenue or the Friendship Store on 38th Street and 3rd Avenue in Minneapolis. More at seward.coo. Tom Hartman here letting you know how you can go solar with All Energy Solar, even way up north in Minnesota. Lots of people ask them, isn't Minnesota too cloudy for solar? No. The truth? For one thing, Minneapolis gets nearly as much sun each year as Houston, Texas. But it isn't just about how much sun you get. It's also about having access to great local incentive programs that make solar affordable. Learn what your options are to save with solar and visit allenergysolar.com today. Did you realize that Drink in the Style is available on iTunes, Google Play, and pretty much every other podcast platform out there? You can listen to past episodes of Drink in the Style or maybe download our really cool martini glass graphic or just listen to your favorite episode again and again. But if you do, I need to ask you for a quick favor. Hop online and give us a five-star rating. It helps others find the show and also boosts my fragile ego. Drink in the Style. It's a great way to kill Sundays or really anytime at all. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today we got a chance of rain with a high near 45. Tonight is mostly cloudy with a low around 32. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high near 49. Monday, mostly cloudy with a high near 53. And Tuesday, partly sunny with a high near 53. The Minneapolis Farmer's Market is here. The Lindale location opens April 27th. The Nicollet Mall location opens May 2nd. And the Government Center opens May 7th. As the weather gets warmer, we'll start to see fresh produce. More information at mplsfarmersmarket.com. Food Freedom Radio, where we know your name. <laughs> and that's what part of this is about. So we're talking today about the Community um, uh, CSA Fair, which is happening um, Saturday, 11 to 2 at Seward Co-op, 2823 um, Franklin Avenue. So um, tell us, what is this? What is a CSA? For someone who has never heard of a CSA, what is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, CSA stands for Community Supported Agriculture. And so what this started as was really a way for the community and folks who eat to to invest in their local farmers. So by buying a share up front in the early spring, like right now in April, um, you're basically investing and giving the farmer the capital needed to really know that they can invest in the seeds and the equipment and infrastructure for, for their farm. And in return... You as a consumer, we as consumers, get to share in the bounty of the harvest. So what what happens is you pay up front and you get a, a box of, you know, originally when it started, it was mostly vegetable CSAs. So you'd get a box of all different kinds of vegetables, whatever was in season. And if there's a bumper crop, you'd get more, you, you know, you'd get more. So it's a much better deal than maybe what you would buy in the grocery store. So this, in these early spring boxes, you might get lots of spring salad greens and snap peas and things like that. And then in an August box, it might be overflowing with tomatoes and eggplants and peppers and things like that. So you really get to eat seasonally. Um, so that's, that's what a CSA share is, is, um, it stands for and the the prices range depending on the types of CSAs you get of course there are vegetable CSAs and now we're really we've been expanding in different types of CSAs now as well so there are farmers today under the tent again we're at the Seward Co-op Creamery Cafe 2601 East Franklin Avenue um, there's vegetable farmers there are 
chicken, beef, lamb, pork farmers. We've got,、um, I think not this year, but there exist flower CSAs too. So there's、wow. eggs, there's all different kinds. And of course, we also, for the first time this year, have a fish fishery CSA, Sitka、so、Salmon Share. So Richie's here as well. Yeah. And I'm gonna, I asked、mm-hmm. it in the other earlier、mm-hmm. segment, but yeah, so you're promoting your competitors. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So it is true that if you buy a CSA, you know, maybe the Seward Co op loses out a little bit on your business. But what we were talking about earlier is, is as a co op, we are really compelled to support our local food system. That's what we all rely on. We are a community、um, economy, and we, we want to make sure that. All of our local farmers and fishers are、um, able to sustain, sustain themselves. That's, I mean, it is in a way a long term self interest for the co op because the more we're able to support our local system, these are the farmers and fishers that we're going to be buying from and supporting as a co op. But just in general, too, that's our end statement is to sustain a healthy community with equitable economic relationships, positive environmental impacts, and inclusive socially responsible practices. So, Hosting an event like this, even if it is taking away some of our sales, it, it, it does for us live up to our ends as a cooperative. And living up to our ends as a people, you know?、Yes. <laughs> exactly, as a community. As、right? a community. And,、mm-hmm. uh, and so the CSA movement, which you know, is now decades on, I mean, it has had such a positive impact on helping people. Be small farmers.、Mm-hmm. I mean, it is systems wide, it's really helped because it's、mm-hmm. hard out there. I mean, the National Farmers Union reports that the average farmer in 2018 lost $1,500. Wow. And、yeah. so, how do we reach out and form that ecosystem and, you know, and, and,、um, and, and keep our local food、mm-hmm. system? It's, it's vital work.、Yeah. Exactly. So, one of the things I brought with, because I always like to bring this with when I have the co op, I actually have the bylaws from 1918, half written、um, from this co op from.、Um, they're from, in really good shape. They're in、I、good、know. shape. I、yeah. love those. I do too. <laughs> I really do too. Because, you know, this idea of we're not separate from each other.、Mm-hmm. And everyone in these bylaws, whether you could put in the maximum or whether you had this, it was one person, one boat,、mm-hmm. we're not separate from each yeah. other. Yeah, that, that is really the heart of the cooperative. You know, it's a co op, I think people get mixed up. To sometimes thinking, oh, a cooperative is a nonprofit. A cooperative is still a business. You know, there is a need to turn a profit in order to sustain the business itself. But, like you're showing in those, you know, super old bylaws from Finland, that, that a cooperative really exists to meet the needs of. Of its of owners,、people. of its so, community. These are, these are from Morago,、uh, Wisconsin.、Um, oh, so, it's half, it, so it's half written, and so it's what the Finnish、oh, immigrants did when they came over here、wow. in, in Wisconsin, because、yeah. they were kind of at the forefront of some、mm-hmm. of those、um, early days on the co op movement. Oh, absolutely. But,、um, so I, I want to. Uh, I want to talk also about what people can do once they get their CSAs. Because, I mean,、mm-hmm. some, one of the big benefits of CSAs is that you're eating within the season. So you get、mm-hmm. to try new foods that you may not be used to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I, I, Richie was talking about this earlier, but a lot of the, the CSA boxes will come with a newsletter and different recipes. So, you know, if you get a bunch of Kohlrabi, and you're like, what in the world do I do with the kohlrabi? <laughs> that, that there's a lot of ideas for that. I've also seen、um, families and neighbors share CSA boxes. So if there's a certain type of Vegetable or food that you don't care for as much, you can share or split the cost as well.、Mm-hmm. So, those are different options. And I loved, Richie, what you were talking about. I hadn't even thought about eating through the seasons with right, the catch、right. of the day. <laughs> the, the ocean abides by the same rules as the land. Absolutely. It, and it's really fun. It's fun to be able to explore new types of tastes and, and textures within the seafood world. And it's, it's,、um, it's a, like we were saying, it's a little intimidating maybe, but we try to make that easy. I think, I think being able to share, not only Only your,、um, your share of vegetables or fish or fruit with your neighbors. You can share, and it, it, it encourages you to cook together and eat together and become a community together because you're sharing that physical food and then that emotional connection and energy behind it. And that's what recipes、mm. are about, right? To, to bring people together and, and eat and be merry. 
Right. And right. so uh, if, if people go today, um, there's also some specials you're offering right now between Sitka and, and yeah, Sweet Co-op. That's super cool. I'm so glad we could do this. We're doing – so Sitka's um, partnering up with Seed, which I'm sure you can talk about, mm-hmm. um, Abby. And so we're doing a $25 give back. So we're doing two things. Uh, Sitka Salmon Shares is offering um, – $50 off uh, your first month membership with, with Sitka. And for everybody that we enroll with that um, promotion, we give $25 back to Seward Co-op and their seed community supporting program, mm-hmm. which is really fantastic. And yeah. can you remind me again what we're, it is this month? Yeah, so I'll just share the, so for the for listeners who aren't aware, the seed program at Seward Co-op is basically our Roundup grant program. So when you shop at Seward Co-op, you're asked, hey, do you want to round up to the nearest and dollar? this has nothing to do with the roundup in the trials in the month. <laughs> Yeah. Just want to yeah, say, yeah, you know, yeah. just, just to clarify. That's you know? Maybe why we shouldn't use that phrase. Yeah. But and the average donation, just to be clear, like is truly about forty cents, you know, for this program. But because of the commitment of the co-op community and the incredible work of our front end staff and cashiers who who ask those questions and provide right. the information, we are actually able to raise over twenty thousand dollars every single month for a different community wow. organization. And so Sitka Salmon Shares is generously donating $25 for every share that is um, purchased or registered yep. today at the fair. Yep. Um, and this month, the, the seed <clears throat> donations are going to the Sexual Violence Center. Wonderful. Yeah, isn't this kind of, this seems like a funner way to run an economy. Yeah, I know, it is. It's wonderful. <laughs> a little touch of trade and barter. And yeah, little, yeah. Know, just, yeah. Yeah. And I should mention, since we were talking about Sitka Salmon Share Specials, too, we, uh, if you come over to the cafe, again, Seward Co-op Creamery Cafe, you can try the fish as well. We've got a smoked salmon benedict and also fish tacos featuring the Sitka Salmon Share. And kids are welcome to come. Yes, and- yeah, we've got uh, Midwest Food Connection is out today. They're this incredible nonprofit that brings education about food, agriculture, gardening, cooking to um, uh, Minneapolis St. Paul schools. And they're here today, and they have some activities for young ones who are here. We, we um, will we'll have them under the tent, nice and warm, too. We've got heaters under oh, there. Oh, yeah, heaters, yes, too. Yes, So, if, you know, if it's precipitating, yes. there's heaters. Yeah, and we've got heaters, and um, the, the kids will be planting seeds today. So oh. that's a really fun activity for, for the young ones today as well. That's great. Um, yeah, I, I remember um, something came up, uh, someone said, the favorite meal. And the favorite, my favorite meal... I actually hearkened back to a CSA I got years ago. I mean, like 20 years ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, you think about that. But, I mean, it, it is it is you getting that, that produce directly from a farm, knowing the farmer. And with the salmon shares, you actually know your fisher person. You do, and that's what's incredible. You actually get, you see pictures, you hear stories about the families that are fishing for you. It's either Stu or it's it's uh, it's Marsh, which is our vice president, who still fishes, or John or his uh, his dad, you know. And so these multi-generational fishermen are out there for us, and uh, we get to know who they are, and we get a glimpse into their world through our newsletters and through our stories on the website. And yeah, it's, it's, that, it's that traceability, which we haven't touched on, but I think we are understanding like tracing your food back is is that next step of sustainability sustainability is fantastic and important but then the 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 uber sustainable is going making a direct line back to your food and knowing where that what that line exists or how it exists that's traceability it's awesome one thing that's really special too about coming out to the csa fair today you can of course meet your farmer or fisher and often if you sign up for a CSA share and you're receiving those boxes every week, there's also, in addition to getting recipes and, and being part of this community, um, often for some of the local farms, there's opportunities to go out and visit the farm. Or even sometimes there's volunteer days where you can actually get your hands in the dirt. And, and I think you're right, Richie, that having that traceability and having actually that connection to the people who are growing our food, um, harvesting our food, fishing – really there's there's something else that happens there for for how you feel in your own body and your health i i think that connection is a big part of that and then yeah just for the sustainability sustainability of the system for all of us to have a connection to the land or to the oceans and and to to really feel that sense of connection and community i think you feel responsible as an eater too of that product to be like hey 
maybe if I didn't know who this made this or where it came from, I might be, uh, I might tend to throw a little bit of it away. But I know who that person is. I kind of feel held accountable to say, mm-hmm. you know what, um, Stu, you know, he caught this black bass for us, and I'm I'm going to eat every piece of it, or I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it away. I'll eat the rest of it later. Like you don't waste that food race is kind of gone because you you have that connection. You feel responsible for it, which is what this is about, right? Oh, without a doubt on that food waste. I mean, when I grow something, I I'm not yeah. wasting. And I have some great tips. Actually, I'll even be teaching a class with um, uh, the Open Door on um, com- with um, in August as far as how to preserve some of the stuff. Oh, great! So um, one of the things, and this is with the community education, and for, if people want to sign up for this class, is twenty five dollars. That twenty five dollars goes to Open Doors, Open Door a food pantry. Uh, but um, what what I like to do is. If I get too much, I like to use the freezer. You know, I wash mm-hmm. all my food mm-hmm. first. I know what I'm going to use. I give away what I can. But I can use the freezer. And then one of the things I love to do is get my big pot out. If I got too much stuff and I just throw it all in the big pot, I let it sit there for two hours. Yeah. And then I get this, what I call a soup concentrate. And Ooh. I put it in little containers in the in the freezer. Mm-hmm. And then I want a quick meal. I can just boil some lentils and barley and throw a little bit of the food s- thing on. I can mm-hmm. do this in December, or I also do it with Ferndale turkey and potatoes. Ooh. You know, so I just have these little little reminders of the summer year-round. great tips. It, it's, it's a really fun tip. So, mm-hmm. you're listening to Food Freedom Radio, and we're talking about the CSA Fair going on today at Seward uh, Community Go-Op. At Mother Earth Gardens, we've been selling heirloom and open-pollinated plants for your backyard homestead since 1994. We research our products, and we hand-pick every pot, trellis, and gift. So if you love 50-plus varieties of tomatoes, native planting for pollinators, and a shocking variety of annuals and perennials, make the journey to one of our two locations, South Minneapolis across from the Riverview Theater and Northeast at Stinson and Lowry. Small footprint, surprising selection. MotherEarthGarden.com Hello, fellow AM950 listeners. This is Jaja from Nightingale at 26 in Lindale. Come experience our delicious signature dishes and exciting rotation of inventive seasonal fare for my wife and chef, Carrie, and her team. Nightingale is the perfect place to gather for any occasion with our extensive wine, beer, and cocktail selection, along with our dedication to great service. We offer a full menu every day from 4 to 1 a.m., two award-winning daily happy hours, and weekend brunch at 10. More at nightingalempls.com. This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents. Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment. Catch New Beginnings with Freddie Bell, Saturdays at 11 on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Art lovers, it's time to celebrate, learn about, and collect local art at the St. Paul Art Crawl, running April 26th to 28th. The Spring St. Paul Art Crawl, presented by the St. Paul Art Collective, is a must-do experience that you will love. Over the weekend, you will have the chance to explore a wide variety of art while touring through local artist studios, lofts, and galleries. Up for purchase will be paintings, photography, pottery, sculpture, fiber arts, and more. The Art Crawl sprawls over 34 locations. Join the Art Crawl and discover outstanding art for your own. And when you buy local art, you're providing to artists so that they may continue to create the art we love. The Metro Transit is supporting the local art community, too, with free transit passes. Download your pass to ride buses and light rail for free during the Art Crawl. Be sure to get details at stpaulartcrawl.org. That's stpaulartcrawl.org. Tap, taste, and treasure at Vinaigrette, where we have some warm seasonal recipes all ready to create dynamite meals. Our fig balsamic vinegar pairs perfectly with roasted Brussels sprouts or baked brie. And sweet potatoes are always a winner, but never more than when they're roasted with a drizzle of vinaigrette cinnamon or orange-fused extra virgin olive oil on top. Come in today for more custom-crafted food and cocktail recipes at Vinaigrette, 50th and Xerxes in Minneapolis, and 287 Water Street in downtown Excelsior. Online at vinaigrettemn.com. Welcome back 
to Food Freedom Radio, where we plan to nourish the seeds of change. I'm Laura Hedlund, a student of permaculture, a person who knows cheap food is not cheap, and a person excited about an event today at Seward Co-op, the 18th Annual CSA Fair. In studio with us is Abby Rogacheski from Seward Community Co-op and Richard Mann um, from Sitka Salmon Shares. And Richard, you wanted to talk about um, sustainability issues uh, around farm, around yeah. salmon, um, fish. Yeah, we should talk about Beatles, though. I love that song. <laughs> I love that <laughs> Beatles song across yeah. the universe, yeah. Um, yes. I mean, so there is this incredible difference that people are kind of becoming aware of in the grocery store and at, at the best of best co-ops like Seward, where it might say wild salmon or wild cot. And that's really good. You always want to try to do that over farm fish if you can. Um, and why is that? Why do you want to avoid farm fish? Well, I mean, it's kind of a complicated issue, but mm-hmm. I would say overall, you're going to be supporting a, a population of fish in different fisheries. Um, usually it's Alaska, um, which are the most highly regulated and beautiful fisheries in the world. Um, you're supporting that and every dollar, you can think of it, every dollar you spend with wild is going to be going back into the management of that fishery in some way. To make sure that dollar is best spent um, is to understand the difference between what I, I kind of coined, I don't know, but uh, true wild, which is what we do, which is hook and line traditional fishing versus wild, which just means it's coming from the ocean, right? So most wild fish you, you get in a grocery store um, is still fantastic and better than farmed if you can um, but it just means it's coming from the ocean and usually it's being trawled with great big nets which are scraping the ocean bottom floor destroying habitat for fish and it's coming up in thousands and thousands hundreds of thousands of tons at its, at one time so that's doing a couple of things for the quality of the fish it's bruising it's suffocating it it's not a very nice end to a life for a fish beyond that it is um it is destroying that ocean bottom so what we do is selective harvesting everything is hand selected and hook and line caught by our fishermen and so there is no bycatch which is a huge huge no bycatch no bycatch everything is selectively taken and then um once it is pulled out we can because we're small boat and we are um we take really short trips too i should mention that one to two day trips out on the ocean versus six to eight day trips most most wild trawlers um are doing that um and so then it's hand hand um um, caught and we do some pressure bleeding techniques with a saline fluid that goes into the the ventricles of these fish and flush out the blood and then we put them on slush ice and they're blast frozen within a day or two so this quality of fish is is preserved immediately and um and that wild versus true wild um debate is is sort of similar to the cage-free egg movement right Mm -hmm. which happened and everybody's like you gotta get cage-free egg it's so important and then you start asking questions about it's like what does it really mean not much just a marketing tool that right and and that's that's so sad because that's the same with cows and that's happening that there's some the industrial system um, sees the shiny object of dollar. It's very clever. And so that's why this process of knowing your farmers is really anti-fragile. Because, I mean, yes. if I know, if I can look you eye in eye, then I know you're not going to lie to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's hope. being transparent, transparent right, and true. Yeah. And, and, and that's what we do is we tell you, yes, we caught this fish, and this is where we caught it, and this is how we caught it. And that is the best way to get any sort of food. I yeah. That's such an interesting conversation too cuz at, at the co-op at Seward Co-op we get asked a lot like, well how do you how do you know? Like how do you tell the difference between these like greenwashing kinds of catchphrases right. whether it's wild or or cage-free or whatever else and what's actually truly sustainable? And and I think we're getting at it here that the the real at this point the real the only answer is yeah to know your farmer and to know your fisher and to actually have a relationship ideally you personally or in the case of steward co-op you know and in, in, in a lot of cases you can trust a, a co-op like a local community owned co-op to be having those direct relationships right, as well. another thing that's happened in the fair is your board of directors will be there so people have thoughts they can talk to the uh, the board yeah members. absolutely we'll have uh, two board members every hour sitting at the welcome table so so if steward co-op owners or potential owners or shoppers or in just any community member can come and chat with the board. We'll also be um, doing a, a raffle with community foods products. Um, community foods, for the, for folks who don't know about it, is our, is our labeling program that kind of has to do with upholding some of those highest values. And the criteria that we use for labeling something community foods at steward co-op is small, local, cooperatively owned sustainable practices or inclusive ownership so 
we have different criteria for each of those um, those categories. But any product that has two out of those five can be labeled a community foods product. And you'll see kind of a purple label. And that is just a way that we communicate about our highest valuables, v- values. Sorry. So, for example, the, the hook-in-line fishing, even though the salmon is not local, from, it's from Alaska because it's a small fisher and it's caught using hook and line, a sustainable practice, that fish might have the community foods label in that case. That's an example. Right, and that because that's so important, too, because sometimes with this greenwashing, I've heard, you know, that we call it local, but then we actually chip it back and forth around the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we're still going to call it local. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. how, do we, how do we have these criteria that match our values? Yes, yeah. exactly. I think it's the fishmonger, the, whoever's behind the counter in the produce section to, to be there, like a co-op that has that availability to that, that expert in their in their in their section, whether it be produce or fish, that are there to have to field the question, say, hey, I can give you the answer to it. So we just got to ask the question first. And so then, last two minutes, tell us again how we can find out more about the CSA fair going on today, yes, Saturday. Yeah, it's, it's, it's today, Saturday. We've been here 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. A big white tent at the Seward Co-op Creamery Cafe, 2601 East Franklin. Come and stop by. We've got over 20 farmers and fishers under the tent. We've got farmer talks, raffles, kids' activities, board members here to chat. We've got fish specials with yeah. Sitka Salmon Shares. Fish tacos. Um, and then even if if you're missing it and it's um, after 2 p.m., come anyway. It's happy hour at the cafe. A lot of the farmers and fishers will be hanging out afterwards. Come have a have a have a drink or a hot, uh, whether it's cold or hot. <laughs> come enjoy some time with the farmers and fishers at the Seward Co-op Creamery Cafe. Great. And if people want to get more information about Sitka Salmon? Yeah, guys, just go to the website, come or come see us at the tent. We we are about storytelling and talking, connecting. You can go to SitkaSalmonShares.com. It's S-I-T-K-A SalmonShares.com. And, and look around and learn and uh, educate yourself and ask that ask those higher level questions about where your food's coming from. And I also want to thank both of you for um, supporting um, AM950 and we're also locally owned. Yes. You know, so so what's the power of locally owned people doing business with other locally owned people? Maybe we're not even owned anymore. <laughs> right? They were just yeah. businesses and people. Yeah. <laughs> around, yeah. yeah. No, it's great. We're we're all we're all here part of this community and I'm just so glad that we we get to work together and Likewise. and I think we're all working to envision the the this whether it's food system that's what we're talking about here but really that's part of this just this broader local economy and community of people and i'm just glad that we what is the world we want to live in yes and what's the world (laughs) do we want our children to live in yeah and and again i mean that story about monsanto now it could be in your several generations if we're exposed to these toxic chemicals because there's an epigenetic effect they can actually follow the next couple generations so it's really important for us to try to wake up so we can have healthy food for all people everyone and all animals and how we have a healthy vibrant living food system and you can help by getting a csa by getting a fish csa learning more going to seward community co-op and um and have an awesome weekend. Um, so uh, take care. You've been listening to Food Freedom Radio on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Talk 